0: During the course of this Easter season, as we continue down uh, week after week, continuing to to recognize and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, um, we have these 50 days until we get to Pentecost, right? The ascension happens in 40 days and Pentecost happens 50 after we celebrate Easter. So for the next few weeks, we're going to continue to dive into these post-resurrection accounts of our Lord. And over and over again, we're going to get a little taste of what the disciples and what the apostles saw in those weeks and months following Jesus' death. Today's very famous story, um, the road to Emmaus, where Jesus again kind of shields himself, just like he did with Mary Magdalene on the the morning of Easter. He kind of shields himself and doesn't let them know his true identity. And during the course of this, he, he comes to meet his disciples. Now, these two disciples that are walking, these two that are, that are going to this village, um, you can tell they're kind of depressed. They might have a really negative way of kind of looking at the situation around them, especially as you say, you're not the only visitor who doesn't understand these things and goes into how our chief priests and the leaders were the ones who kind of came in and they killed Jesus, they killed this prophet, they killed this person who was mighty in deed and word before God and man and all this stuff. And you can tell they have this disappointment in their heart. We were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. Like we had a hope that this guy was going to be the one who was going to fulfill the expectation that I have of what God's supposed to do. I think we we can understand disappointment. Um, For example today and last week, um, here at St. Hilary and at St. Anthony, the last two weeks, was supposed to be our first communion. And I think we can have a, there's a sense of why, there's a disappointment, there's a heaviness. Something out of my control, just as these disciples, something out of my control has caused one of my expectations not to be fulfilled. Something out of my control has caused the end of my school year to be canceled. Something out of my control has caused my senior season to be furloughed. Something out of my control is causing job loss and hurt and struggle in our area. But Jesus, the thing about this, and I think one of the keys for us, is that Jesus does not leave his disciples where they are in despair. I think it sounds like to me, now I might be reading this away from the the senses of Scripture, but it sounds like as I read this, that these disciples are so quick to kind of abandon the Lord. They're so quick to kind of let go and say, you know what, that was a great idea those couple of years we followed him. That was a great idea that he would be this Redeemer of Israel in the way that I expected it. But in so many ways, Jesus says, no, 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 I'm not going to leave you where you are but rather, I'm going to bring you to myself. Oh, how foolish you are to believe all that the pro- and how slow to believe all what the prophets have said. See, the Lord, one of the things about this, this gospel, one of the things about this season for us is that the Lord does not leave us where we are. If you're in a sense of despair, there's a sense of sadness, if there's a sense of hurt, this week at this time where, you know, the, the whole idea of the, of the pandemic might have been a good idea for some introverts. Man, not, I don't have to be around people. This is great. That, that's starting to wear thin, I have a feeling. Extroverts like me freaked out from day one. But I, I, have a, I have a feeling that all of us are probably in the same place, that there's this sense of expectation not being met. That there's a, there's a hunger and a desire to want to go out and want to be with people, want to go back to normal. The reality is, is that, as I said when this whole thing started, the Lord wants to meet us where we are. And the road to Emmaus proves that. How do we engage with God when we can't go to church? How do we engage with God on a daily basis when we can't be in the pew, when we can't rely on the normal things of life that are around us, because the disciples had, quite frankly, come to rely on being around the person of Jesus, seeing him, meeting him, talking to him, seeing him face to face, and now, for them, that is taken away. The Lord breaks into that mode. Breaks into their into their despair, into their um, their lack, into their expe- unmet expectations, and says, "No, no, no, meet me, look for me, seek me." This week, Pope Francis, uh, early this week, made uh, made some headlines around the United, uh, around just the the world, really, in one of his homilies. Um, but it's something that really resonated here in the U. S where he made a comment, he made a statement in one of his homilies where he basically said um, that we as a church cannot be a digital church. We cannot be a completely digital church. It's unnatural for the church to be lived out on a screen, to be celebrating mass on a couch. While it's comfortable and PJ mass is really fun, uh, not Father PJ, but pajamas, right? Um, while, while that's a lot of fun, it's not the norm. Uh, just a story, I, I last year, on May 1st last year, I had, a, I had knee surgery. Um, and like a good millennial, uh, after my knee surgery, I moved, in home, moved into my parents' house for two weeks. Um, Well, 13 days and like six hours, Um, but I remember I moved in, and one of the things that went on that that I noticed very very quickly, um, what I would do is is I still had to celebrate. I still wanted to celebrate Mass pretty much every day. I wanted to be able to do something for my family. So what I would do is is I would go to my grandmother's house. Um, I go to one grandmother's house on one day and one grandmother's house on you know one Saturday and one on Sunday. And I remember as I was doing this, as I was going from place to place, um, I, I would go and it, it was basically a kitchen table mass, right? It kind of felt like the old days. It felt like the acts of the apostles with the, with the house churches and the small communities coming together, um, except one time I think there were about 30 people at one of my grandparents' house. But anyway, um, I remember going to celebrate mass in this way, and after two weeks of doing it, I realized that as much as it's a beautiful thing that we're able to celebrate Mass, there's something about coming together with the entire community. There's something that's different about coming together, like going through the disciplines of Sunday morning, waking up, getting ready, finding your pew, seeing that someone's sitting in your pew, getting mad at someone for sitting in your pew, and then praying the rest of the Mass to repent for someone sitting in your pew, uh, praying for them as they sat in your pew. Um, but there's something that's that, that, that is integral to our experience of the church, that we cannot, as Pope Francis say, be just a digital church. We cannot be a church that's just satellite campuses. And that if we're feeling that there's something wrong, there's something missing, there's something lacking in the current situation, it's okay, because there is even despite all these unmet expectations, despite all of the struggle and the burdens that we're being burdened with, how is it that God wants to come into our world now and meet us? Where do we find ourselves on that path as the disciples did on their way to Emmaus? How is it that God wants to break into where we are right now and meet us and proclaim His word to us, in, embolden us, emboldening us to be His His disciples, giving us giving us the grace to be able to share within our families, within our within those closest to us, the gift of our faith. A couple of things I've heard, um, a couple of things that just take to you, to your family and to your prayer. Um, I in talking to one of our parishioners this week, I have three kids. Hearing that the, the father wants to sit down at a meal once a day, at breakfast once a day, and have a Bible study with his family. Not to say that you have to be a, a, a biblical scholar, and not to say that you have to know all the answers, but just to break open the scripture, and just to see what the words say, and share that with his kids. That's being a priest in his own house. On, on One of the things I've heard a lot of good feedback from this week uh, and over the course of the last couple of weeks is people have really enjoyed us doing night prayer. Us praying night prayer of having a little reflection and just kind of diving into the, to the beautiful prayer of the church that is the Liturgy of the Hours. Anybody can pray the Liturgy of the Hours. It's available free on seven different websites. We can all pray it. There's apps. There's any easy way to kind of sanctify our day before our God. It's two practical ways. Praying a family rosary, a, 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 something that was so that was so uh, healthy for families 20, 30, 50 years ago that in a lot of families it's just kind of fallen out of practice. How is it that we can allow, can put ourselves in a place to recognize God when He breaks into the despair? Into the distance that we feel from Him. While all of these things are beautiful, while all of these things are, are good ideas and great disciplines to be able to put in, especially now as we find ourselves still kind of quarantined, what they'll do is, is they'll prep us forever for just for our desire and our, and our longing to be back together as the church, that we're beyond a digital church, that when we come back together, We'll, always, we'll continue to look with hope to the moment we come back together where we'll be able to see and taste and experience God face to face again as the disciples in the breaking of the bread my brothers and sisters today as we come to celebrate this mass whether it be natural or unnatural as we come to experience the graces of the sacrament we come seeking our Lord and just desiring and asking him, Lord, please break into the despair. Break into the lack, break into the darkness with your divine light. A light of hope, a light of peace, and a light of consolation. Today, may we be like the disciples, who despite our despair, still are open to the Lord despite our despair, still come to recognize him. And despite whatever lack we feel, still run to him and desire the day that we're able to run to his church as well. Amen.